Police One Academy is leading the way in high-quality, affordable training for officers nationwide. Your department can take advantage of more than 1,000 HD videos and 175 full-length courses in a robust learning management system. Training is certified or accepted for training credit in 35 states. Join the industry's most officer-friendly learning platform with more than 60,000 subscribers. To schedule a free demo, go to policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Weiling. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, um, you brought it to my attention uh, late last week. I actually had not had this on my radar, that there, there's a guy named Senator, State Senator Robert Hertzberg in California, in Southern California, um, who is quoted as saying, quote, no kid should go to jail or be charged with a crime simply because he or she cannot pay to ride the bus or train. Um, according to the um, Los Angeles County uh, Probation Department, uh, transit fare evasion is the number one cause of juvenile citations in Los Angeles County. So this guy, Hertzberg, um, has introduced legislation, I think it has passed the Senate already and is en route to the House, um, that prohibits youths from being charged with a criminal violation for transit fare evasion and instead treats the offense like a parking ticket or a traffic ticket. Um, I think I'm going to surprise you here when I say that um, I kind of agree. Uh, these things are clogging up the system, you know, throwing kids in jail for not being able to uh, prove that they've paid for the bus. You know, here in San Francisco, you have that proof of uh, payment requirement and you, you either have a little fare card thing or, you know, the stub from uh, paying in cash. You know, it, this, this is not high crimes and misdemeanors we're talking about here. We're talking about jumping a bus to get across town. And it specifically is talking about youths, you know, who may or may not have any means of employ. So wh where do you come down on this? Well, it, it, I'm sure it's not going to surprise you that I take the opposite mm -hmm. um, side of the fence on, on this issue, only because... I've said it a million times on the show, if there is no consequence, there is no deterrence. Mm -hmm. And so we are, we are, the water is so muddied in, in what is a violation anymore? What is a crime? Uh, now we're talking about, does anybody have to pay bail at all? Mm -hmm. So rather than uh, make it a sliding scale of bail, we're talking about doing away with bail altogether. And, and so, Criminals awaiting uh, their arraignment or awaiting trial are out on the street and may never uh, be back in court until they're they're tracked down mm -hmm. and, and caught. So it seems like we we do throw the baby out with the bathwater with these kinds of um, legislations. And in this particular case, I, it immediately brought to mind to me the the twenty or so uh, juvenile. Uh, what are we calling them these days? Uh, justice, uh, justice involved, involved. youth. Yeah. Uh, jumped the turnstiles yeah. at the Bay Area Rapid Transit. Uh, jumped on a train and promptly went down the line, robbing people and beating them. Well, that's a different matter altogether. Right. I mean, but, that's but you, conflating you make two that argument there. of the kid who just going across town. Um, I'm sure the other advocates would say kids going to doctor's appointments. Oh, kids sure. going yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. 
feed the elderly and clothe the go volunteer at the right. at the you know at the food shelter and yeah and yes and no so here's the other thing i'm thinking is that there is a consequence if you get a fine for that that's a that's if you have a traffic ticket or a parking ticket you have mm-hmm. to pay a fine right now the question then becomes do they pay the fine and what's the consequence for not paying the fine so we kind of have or what if we have the the kid who who acts like the scofflaw who throws parking tickets in his glove compartment right, right? he he starts fires them. with them right well, right or papers on his wall well, ultimately uh, if that parking person with the parking tickets you know phone book thick that car is going to get towed right and it's going to be taken from so him. what do we do to the kid who he has no car anymore no, no, no. The, the kid who jumps uh, the train stop. Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question. And I, I honestly don't have a good answer for that. And, and, I, and I have to say that there are so many programs, especially in a city like San Francisco or any major city where they, they fully are mindful of children being able to take transit to school or across town for whatever reason, that there are usually programs in place that allow either drastically reduce rates or free bus passes. Right. So, so I've got to say that um, if you have a kid who, who goes the extra step and gets those, uh, you know, those sort of perks to get them across town, hey, I tip my cap to them. But for the ones that are just jumping turnstiles uh, day in, day out, um, I don't know, maybe we make it a three-strike rule. The third offense, now you go to juvenile with as a that, status offender or that something like that. That is absolutely reasonable, in my opinion, because if you have someone who is a serial fill-in-the-blank, right. right, and you give them two strikes to say, hey, clean up your act, fix fix your taillight, yeah. for example, right? You get one warning, and the next time you, you're going to have to pay a violation, right? Sure. So those are, there's some reasonableness there there's some wiggle room and even kind of um you know officer uh you know decision making process i'm i'm going to give you guys a warning if i catch you again it's not going to be a warning and it's by the way i have notes on you right i have a a, i have an fi card i know who you are yeah the next time i catch you there's going to be a more serious consequence yeah but i think even beyond that um there have been studies that have said that um youth offenders have been addressed by either the school system or by law enforcement a dozen times or more Mm -hmm. before they actually go into the system. And there's an old study, I think it's called the 4% solution or the 6% solution that talked about, um, you know, the the vast majority of youth, uh, if you catch them uh, committing a crime uh, and you give them some sort of attention that they're less likely to re-offend. That the 4% or 6%, I forget what it was, is that hardcore element that's destined for adult offenses in prison. Right. But if you address um, the majority, 60 to 80% of the youthful offenders, if you address them formally uh, once or twice, that's all they need to change um, their tune. Uh, there's another percentage of 15% or more uh, that, that may commit multiple um, transgressions before they stop. And mm-hmm. then there's that 4 four to 6% that just they're, they're destined for, you know, the look behind bars. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can, in, in many cases, even on your first encounter, you can kind of tell who you're talking to. You can tell you're talking to the 60 to 80, you can tell you're talking to the 15, and you can tell you're talking to that 5%, 4, 6, 5%. Yeah. And, and you, just because of training and experience and, you know, your communication skills or your, you know, just, 
you get the hinky factor. You just know. You just kind of know. Yeah, and, and I, I have to say, my last concern about this this sort of legislation is that down the road in three to five years, um, we 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 have a short term memory and we won't remember this legislation. We will just compare statistics and show, right. wow, we've done really a, something incredible to reduce the amount of um, misdemeanor or infraction violations committed by youth. So we're doing something right. <laughs> no, we just right. decriminalized it. <laughs> yeah, no, but, and that's the trend through California, certainly, and, and, and elsewhere in the United States. But we decriminalize behavior and then we pat ourselves on the back right. for for some sort of accomplishment that we never really right. There's this did. mysterious rise in sexual assaults in California. Well, no, actually, it's just we redefine sexual assaults in California. Right. And so, it you know, there's this cause and effect of, you know, we think we've had a, a tremendous impact or we, or suddenly our hands are in the air. And we, oh, my God, it's a panic because we've got so many more yeah. uh, sexual assaults in California. Well, it's no, that's because we've redefined it about five years ago. Yeah. And, and fewer, fewer uh, felony possession of right. narcotics. Well, that's because we turn them all into misdemeanors now. Uh, uh, lower percentage of recidivism. That's because we actually redefine the term recidivism. It's it's crazy making. Yeah, and, and to your to your point, and you know, in in favor of your argument here, um, if 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 this legislation passes, and given our government here in California, I have every reason to believe it will pass. Um, we're potentially on a slippery slope to decriminalizing all kinds of other stuff. So, you know, I, I, I do think that to an extent it makes a little bit of sense to figure out ways to in, ensure that kids don't get stuck into the system just because they mm -hmm. didn't pay the fare. Yeah. Um, there, there are alternative um, consequences, sure. for example, yeah. and alternative ways in which you can deal with it. But that does give us the kind of um, unanswered question of what's next. Yeah. You know? And, and I think this goes to that adage of bad cops make law, bad cops make bad laws, or um, bad uh, incidents make for bad laws. And I can remember in the 60s and 70s when uh, my own brother and his friends were going and for stints at juvenile hall for uh, not going to school, for mm -hmm. skipping school. Mm -hmm. That's an offense where you end up behind a metal door and a little glass window. No. Um, in L.A., they had this upheaval of uh, police uh, school resource officers um, intervening in mostly administrative violations mm -hmm. in schools. So, so you can see where um, there, there's bad uh, practice uh, that results in, in a complete overswing and overcompensation. So now we, we, we take our hands off completely. Yeah. And that's not right. Yeah. And actually, that, that, that is a topic for an entirely different day. You know, the, the notion of, you know, when cops get called to schools because administrators can't, can't adequately deal with problem children and it's their job. Right. You know, now, again, a topic for another day, and maybe we'll even touch on this here sometime soon. Um, we have opportunities with kids and we have challenges with kids. And we, we could do a whole series on law enforcement officers' interactions with children of all stripes um, because, you know, you have police athletic leagues and that's a whole topic for another sure. day. You have all kinds of other programs that are really positive and then you also have these incidents where, you know, uh, a 14-year-old boy with a BB gun, you know, winds up pointing 
pointing the gun at uh, you know at an officer and or even just drawing and winds up dead. You know, right. so Tamir Rice type stuff. Yeah. So you have all across the spectrum of um, interactions with children. Um, if you have topics that you want us to cover, please do email us at policingmatters at policeone.com.